Hey, Peter Howard here on the Dynasty Crossroads Show. Don't let them know. Keep it quiet. But I've infiltrated the nerd base. Come check out the show. I'll tell you how to beat them. Thanks. Yeah. Chicken, chicken a crow, crow. Chicken a crow. Crossing and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. I am Justin Mercer, and I definitely have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 232 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And we will. We always will. We will continue to will until we (laughs) willn't. And that will be never. We are still alive, unlike some of our favorite players' seasons, especially running backs. So how how long how long was your guys' shower cry uh, this week? <laughs> I mean, it was a rough couple of days. It was yeah. a rough couple of days. Uh, um, we 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 just spent. It's nine forty eight. We normally start at nine thirty. We we spent at least the past eighteen minutes just. Well, like 16 minutes crying about how bad some of our teams got hurt and how bad they were. And then I spent the like last two minutes just talking about how good my Trade Addicts 2 team is. Um, <laughs> I mean, we gotta, we can't enter the show on a sad note. We got to – I mean, Justin's in the league, and that sucks for him. But it makes me happy, and that's what really matters. This is my show, and that's what I care about. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> So before we get into this week and blah, 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 we do have a guest, and I'm pretty sure it's Justin's first time on here. It is. So even if it isn't, even though he's saying yes, I'm going to pretend like I still don't know the answer. Justin, why don't you let everyone know who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? Yeah, I'm Justin Mercer. I can be found at C2C Dynasty Merce on Twitter. Um, I've a friend of mine, uh, Ruben Almada at Superflex Degen, and I started a new dynasty podcast um, over the summer. It's Coast to Coast Dynasty. Um, can be found wherever your uh, podcasts are found. Uh, it's actually a legitimate name. He lives in California. I live on the East Coast, and that makes for brutal scheduling. Um, like we, we, we try to record uh, Thursdays after the Thursday night football game. So we usually start on Thursday and end on Friday. Uh, we try not to, but it happens. And, uh, you know, we've been, we've been doing it for a while. We met uh, through uh, the dynasty HQ uh, trades, HQ um, crew, Patreon. 
Uh, we're also in a listener league there, and uh, him and I are similar situation in life. But uh, I just uh, love Dynasty, and he was always one I went to uh, for vi- advice on DMs, and now we talk about strategy and trades. It's a big segment on our, our podcast as well and, and what we're trying to do. Who we're targeting in trades, also. Bless you on the on the coast to coast thing. That was part of the issue uh, back at OG Dynasty Junkies with Dustin. He was he was in Seattle, and he, we did it. We did the opposite. He would mostly accommodate me. We'd start at like ten, nine thirty or ten, and he'd be doing it at six thirty or seven, and it just was not working. So, good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. The problem is Ruben has young kids too, right? So six thirty seven is like prime window of kid right. time and uh and that was an issue for dustin too yeah, yeah so it's it's it, it's challenging we don't get one out every week but we're trying to be consistent about it he was actually uh you know you were wandering the desert of philadelphia and he was wandering the <laughs> desert of san francisco out on the west coast uh, i think we all know what that's code for so we didn't record last week so. <laughs> bunch of jerks i tell you <laughs> those deserts all right <laughs> Let's get into our little interviewee thing. How long have you been playing fantasy football for? Well, I actually started in 1997 in my social studies class. We picked a team uh, within our class and we tracked it every week in the newspaper. Um, So that was my first exposure. I did probably one or two leagues through high school, but I really started uh, doing a lot more leagues in college, um, early 2000s, you know, when, uh, you know, you could actually put it on ESPN, uh, have your team there. And, and then really the last 10 years, um, I got like into a family home league on Yahoo. And that kind of got me uh, really hot and heavy into fantasy football. When did you start playing Dynasty? I actually started uh, Dynasty. I became the, I got suckered into being the commissioner of the very first league. I didn't even know what Dynasty was, but we had a group group text message, and uh, some of the guys were like, "Oh, we want to try Dynasty fantasy football," and I'm like, "All right, well, let's start a league." So I researched it. I, I was wise enough that I did find MFL. So I platformed it on uh, myfantasyleague.com, and we started in 2018. But as I was mentioning in the pre-show, it is a, uh, you know, based off of a typical fantasy football league, it's got uh, kickers and defenses still. So uh, I just, uh, the best news, I haven't even mentioned this on our podcast yet because we haven't recorded because it was voted on two days ago, but we eliminated kickers for next year. And I'm thrilled because we're adding a flex and eliminating kickers. So that's the most exciting news I have out of that. Week. Look, if the person out there who has Justin Tucker on their team is still throwing a fit, just be like, you know what? You can keep him and flex him if you want. How about that? Well, and that's something I did offer. I was like, hey, I'll keep kickers as a flex if you want to use it as a flex. So, And then all of a sudden, like, no, 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 no that's, not the, that's not the same. No, you should, you should have to start one. No. Yeah. You should, you should, no. Well, I all just right. figured it, well, it takes up valuable roster spots, right? That right. I don't. So have, I'm, have I'm to excited. Keep. I'm excited for this because Justin let us know that he had to go back and research this trade that he had in mind for his worst trade, and it was apparently so bad he would not tell us what this trade was before the show. He wanted blind reaction. He wanted us to just for the world to hear. Let's go. So what? Yeah. What are some of your best and worst trades? Yeah, so I have to start with the worst one now. So it was in this original Dynasty League that I had in back in 2018, the year of the startup. 
Um, I had uh, gone zero RB and I really needed uh, a stronger running back. Um, and on November 29th, right before the trade deadline, because uh, we, we have, have a trade deadline in that league, unfortunately, um, I gave up Michael Thomas and Matt Breida, who was on San Francisco at the time and actually decent. Um, and I got Kareem Hunt, who was just going, but he was RB4, I think, at that point or better. Um, Spencer Ware, his backup, and Eric Ebron. So that was November 29th, 2018. And the reason I had to look this up is because I wanted to confirm that it, in fact, was November 30th, the very next day that the video dropped of him kicking the person in the ho- the woman in the hotel and the Chiefs cut him. So I, I traded Michael Thomas in 2018, the end of 2018. And if we all remember, MT went on to be the wide receiver one in 2019 by far. And in, in our league, he scored 383 points that next year. So that was a good league. Good for you. (laughs) They quit so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I I remember thinking about that trade while I was mowing the grass and just being distraught about it. You know, it's like, oh, it bothered me for so long. But I, you know what? I leaned into that. And that's why I became a trade addict because I used that trade. It was only my second dynasty trade ever. And I think the first one was like Naheem Hines for something. It was like something very small. Um, but it was my second trade ever. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to lean into this. I'm just going to make more trades and fix the mistake that I made. So good for you. Keep yep. it going. All right. But come on, flip it around. Flip yeah. It so I have to shout out my brother because um, Tyler asked me, he's like, what was your best trade ever? Because he listens to the podcast and I'm like, he's like, it has to be the one with me last year, doesn't it? I'm like, ah, yeah, it probably is. I mean, I'm sure I've had some that are comparable, but just uh, thinking about it. So this was another Mike. So I ended up, I worked really hard to get Michael Thomas back in that league and I eventually did. But then last year he was going into the start of the year. It was uncertain if he was going to play uh, or not. And so I trade, and at the time, Michael Thomas was valued higher than Cooper Cup. But I was like, hey, you're my brother. I'll trade you Michael Thomas and a 23 third. I'll give you more. He's worth more already, but I'll give you more. And I'll get Cooper Cup back because I'm competing. I need someone that I know is going to be in the lineup. And that was before Cooper Cup went off. So So there you go. That was like karma. Full circle, you know? Michael Thomas, (laughs) yes. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay, good. That makes me feel... Good for you, and and sorry for brother that that. <laughs> you, yeah, sorry, Tuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what is a guiding principle you take with you, whether you are offering or evaluating evaluating a trade? Yeah. So, I am actually one of the, I guess the ones that actually goes into the league, looks at the team, sees what they need, um, and I try to offer them what they need in order to get something that I want. Right. You always want to get something back so i try to offer win-win trades as much as i can um like we were talking about ta2 i know you have uh, a short uh, you have a small amount of running backs and i have running backs i want to get rid of so we've been trying to get one done the right amount of running back <laughs> to be leading scoring by 100 points that's right 100 100 points and it's the tight end hammer by far but uh but yeah no i i try to like make sure i I'm getting fair value back and, uh, but, but I like win-win trades. I mean, it really started out 
in my early days with because I got so into Dynasty being the commissioner of this league and I started doing a lot of trades. Um, it got to the point where no one would trade with me because they thought I knew something that they didn't. And so then I had to like lean into, all right, how can I get people to trade with me? And so I really like had to kind of make it over the top, like a win-win, like, Hey, this, this is good for you. Right. So that's uh, kind of the mantra that I carried forward. One of those, Oh, I want other people to do well also. <laughs> hey, hey, I want the leverage at the end of the day, or I want the ascending value, right? You know, um, if we're taking a snapshot of current value, I want the one that could go up, and maybe they get the one that can go down. But at that given moment, it's even value. Russ and I just want to take advantage of everybody. Seriously, <laughs> why is everyone afraid to say it? I want to win, and I want everyone to know I won. And No, that's a little shit. I know, but, you know, it's just... It's such the default right answer, so you have to make fun of it. Like, that's that's all. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, and that's like, it's buy high, sell low, right? I mean, that's probably the root of it is I want to win-win, but I want that, like, I'm buying where it can ascend in value, and I want to sell where it's going to go down, so. All right. Are you guys ready? Are you ready to just plunge into the abyss of the news? Do you want us to cry again, Russ? I mean, I... (laughs) <laughs> don't want to cry by myself, so I, I guess I do want you guys to cry, yeah. Okay, here we go. No, you know what? Let's start with the, I guess it's happy news, unless you're like, sorry, Mrs. Trubisky. I was just going to say. Um, but Kenny Pickett has named the starter of the Steelers. All right, Justin, you listed it out before. Do you have who the next four games are? Yes, it is uh, Bills, Tampa, Dolphins, Eagles, before the and then the bye. So, so the next four games are all go. losses. Kenny Pickett to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> he might move to the moon. Yeah. After yeah. Four games. Well, I, I, I said in another, in a chat that I'm in that, hey, the, the one positive to look at it, they're going to be down. I was just going to say. Therefore, the he, may throw, he may throw 40 passes a game. Right? It might be good so, for fantasy whether yeah. he's actually he good or not. For the touchdowns and steal Najee Harris's points oh. because, come on. I mean, yeah. Well, and I mean, that is a, a valuable aspect because that Trubisky would have handed that off to Najee, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's a, a plus for Pickett, a downside for, for Najee. But I think that was just kind of the adrenaline of him coming in his first oh, game, too. And, and that was the smart thing to do team-wise, you know, spark that team. Like, yeah, I'm the new guy. Grr, we're going to do good with me under center. Yeah, I rush for another touchdown. And meanwhile, Najee's like scratching his helmet because he can't get to his head. Like, oh man, like I, I think that was supposed to be my job. <laughs> but hopefully, will in the future. Interesting too. I thought that Pickens went off in the in the first game. That Pickett got significant time. Yeah, thirty three percent market share. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's big. What happens when second team plays second team in the practice and then they move up? <sighs> okay. Here, okay, let's. Are, are you doing any? Are you going to acquire Kenny Pickett after any of this? Like, are you giving a twenty-three first for Kenny Pickett? No, nope. I would do. I would do a twenty-four, um, and I have done a twenty-four first recently, like since the game. Or I, I well, I did after I watched Trubisky on Thursday night. I'm like, this guy's not going to start much longer. So I did a train trade with Shane um, in one of our leagues for a twenty-four first. I had a. Another one out there um, in HQ five, and uh, so like I'm trying, I'm trying to acquire him, um, but I had him on a couple leagues. I have him in our junkies listener league 
Rocky. So I, I, I'm trying to get up to at least four. Um, and, and that's four out of my 17. Cause I didn't mention that I I'm in 17 leagues today. Dynasty. Not bad. You're getting there. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was a, it was evolution. (laughs) It was one league in 18, five leagues in 19. That's how it goes. 13 leagues in 20, 23 leagues in 21. And then I had, I had to cut back because I changed jobs and the kids were in activities. And so now I'm at 17. Like he actually, that's close to being responsible because I don't know about you, Rocky, but for me, it went, it went like one to 10 to 30. 12 yeah 26 39 yeah, all right exactly 25 and i'm still on, yeah, i'm still on 40 so yeah uh, yeah like for me it went real bad real yes. fast and i'm just like mm. i think the first couple of years i was still pretty relatively low you know in yeah. our warped world like i was at like the 10 the second year and i think year three it jumped by like three times that it was like 30 if I could do if, – if, if for me, if I went up like five leagues a year, I would probably still be that high. It's just that doing it all at once, I'm just like, what did I do? I yes. thought this was yeah. a good idea. Yeah. This was not a good idea. And it also now just so happens I started about 16 leagues, and I don't yeah. want to hold them. So now I'm always yeah. going to be in at least 16 leagues. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, I okay. mean, I, I think so – What you're saying it, is no TA-11. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. I I have I use Google Chrome, and on Google Chrome, there's a favorites uh, taskbar, like a menu bar, and I have a folder for fantasy football. So it's trade addicts one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then I run a league called Twelve Olympians. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Wow. See, so you need an eleven. Okay, Rush just announced TA eleven as soon as the season ends. <laughs> Why not do a midseason? There you go. We did pre preseason with no games. Patreon.com yeah. slash trade addicts You could see me giving a devilish smile and a shrug. <laughs> I, that the league I traded for Pickett for my twenty four first. It was my twenty four first in Jimmy G for Pickett. That was a midseason draft last year. We did it after week nine, I think. Nine or ten. Um, and then we did like best ball all play for the balance of the year. Right. Uh, um, and then uh, actually it was lineup, but all play is what it was. And then, so you had a champion last year and then you kind of did it That's normal head to head. Yeah. Still setting your lineup, but it's all play. See, yeah. W- I remember TA 10, we started before the season, but I think it rolled into the beginning because we started. Did. I think we were still forever. drafting. Yeah. But, but we still, we didn't do any scoring that year, but we're, we're not going to keep talking about it. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I, I, I am not ready for that yet. So, but let's flip it the other way around. Are you taking any random 23 first for Kenny Pickett right now? Yes, I would. I would take a 23 first. I would too. I, I only have like one or two Pickett, I think. And I think on Same. both teams, he's a QB three. So yes, I would, yeah. I would take a 23 first. For I him. think I'm there too. But, and like, honestly, right now, what 23 firsts are worth, I don't think I care if Pickett ends up being a top 15 quarterback like yeah, it's not like you're in danger of him being top five that's almost no, like a point no. exactly. percent scenario so i mean his, his best case top. is kirk cousins right i mean i think that's his best case that qb 12 some mobility 15 range. You know, i was about to say if he's rushing for two touchdowns a game he might have a little bit more of an upside but it's still 
I can't imagine what would have to happen for him to be worth more than like Russell Wilson right now, like to get to that QB seven, eight, no yeah. less jump into that top six. So yeah. a 23 first to me is completely fine. And I'll be willing to accept whatever happens e- the rest of the season, even probably next season because of what I can do with a 23 first at this point. Agreed. Does, does it matter at all where it is? If it looks like the 111, 112, does that make any I difference? Will, nope. I will take any of them because... I agree. I was just asking the question. Again, it, we always talk about the dead value of a pick or of a player. But the truth is, especially on a show called Trade Addicts, we're probably not going to stick with that for too long. Yeah. Yes. You know, the, what you can do with a 23 first, even if it's late, is huge right now. And... While you can do a lot with Kenny Pickett, your trade partners are limited because it is a specific player in a specific position and a specific team that fits both of both of those things. But with a first, especially when the season's over. And, and especially right, right now, we're starting to know what's more late and mid and early. Yeah. But you can still rationalize that it's not the 112. The, oh, well, that could be the 108, 109. You know, you know what I'm saying? So... Especially now, it's still it's, yeah, to me. It's still easily like we don't. So I love, I love that in TA one the fact that Kenny and I keep passing around your twenty three first, and we keep calling it the one twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's going to be the one twelve. So what's the difference? I hope so. There's a yeah. What's that? John, he he, I think got more points than I do, and he beat me last week. Oh so no, yeah. There's there's some of John, yeah. top end teams in TA one, yeah. which is why I was very glad I was able to blow my team up. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, so that is that, that that was the good news. That, I was about to say if we can yeah. call that good news, that was the good news. <laughs> All right, so Jonathan Taylor is in a boot right now. We don't know what it means. We just know that he is he did not practice. Today is Tuesday, I think. Today's Tuesday. He did not. That's practice. when we do trade annex rest. Yeah, I do. I, <laughs> the logo is in front of me, but I'll never be sure of what show I'm. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, every time I start any show, I freeze and I'm like, what show am I doing and how do I start it? What show am I oh, doing? Oh, I remember one week when you were off, I started with my junkies open and I was like, oh crap, we have to do that over again. <laughs> Should have just kept going. Just Ugh. Okay, but Jonathan Taylor's in a walking boot. It seems like if it was going to be something serious, I think I saw like x-rays came back negative, so he's not going to miss extended periods of time. And I... I I don't think I have it in me to do the running back conversation I want to have right now because I don't want to be here till one in the morning. But if the show runs short, we're going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> are you doing anything about this? Are you worried about Jonathan Taylor in general? And if he does miss time, are you do you do, do you care? Are, are are the Colts good enough that you were like, oh man, I guess I'm going to go get Hines now or Oh man, who's that person we're supposed to go get? Like, I don't even know anymore. Like, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay is going to get brought Phillip up. Philip Lindsay, that's right. Yeah. Is Deion Jackson still there? Yes. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's. They, they said that. It, I guess Reich said in his conference that there's going to be a, uh, um, a practice squad addition of Lindsay. Bring him up, and then Deion Jackson's mostly a uh, special teams. So, I. So clearly we're not excited about anything behind Jonathan Taylor. And I'm assuming 
how panicked are you about Jonathan Taylor? Let me just let me just blank ask that question. I'm just gonna let Justin go first. So, all right, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I would say my these other ones talk. What's what's surprising to me is that Matt Ryan isn't checking down and targeting the running backs in this offense, and I think that will change, or at least I hope it changes because I think that you need to get your weapons the ball in space if you know running the ball up the gut isn't working. So, I would say you know my my concern is mostly with the offense and the quarterback play right now because they're not doing anything and it's really hurting his opportunities. Cause if you can't move the ball, you're not going to have touchdown opportunities and if they're not getting the ball in your hands in, in space. Then, uh, you know, you're kind of a wasted asset. So yeah, I would, I would say I have some mild concern, but I think that it's early enough that by the time he comes back, cause I doubt he plays on Thursday night cause it is a Thursday night game two days from now. Um, by the time he comes back, whether it's the following week or the week after, since it's supposedly not serious, I think they'll get they'll they'll write the ship. I mean, there's been word that uh, Jim Irsay has uh, already put uh, the GM and Reich in the hot seat, and that if it doesn't turn around fast, they're both out of there. So, and yeah. real quick, Jonathan Taylor still your running back one right now? Yeah, he is by default. I would say he's still my running back one. Two best and, words in the English language. Default. <laughs> default. All right, Rocky. And he, he's mine as well. He's uh, I, I don't get too worried at this point. I mean, he actually kind of started off a little slowish last year. Uh, his first three games were 17, 6, and not doing the decimals, and 8. So, uh, And then this was his, was his fourth game this year. That's, he kind of started becoming what we think of as Jonathan Taylor in the fourth game last year. You know, he got banged up this one, so that didn't have the chance to come to fruition probably anyway. So I, I don't worry too much about a guy we know is good starting off slow, and I don't think the injury is too, too serious. So I'm not worried about that either. I think a month, you know, a month from now we'll probably be, you know, oh, he's Jonathan Taylor. He, you know, he started the season with like a 160-yard game too. So Yeah, that- after a really, really slow start to the game. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm not worried about him in any way. I, like, But but like you said, it, it, it's by kind of default. He's not – He's not. we were talking about it before the show. He's not that massive advantage running back one. He's not Christian McCaffrey. He's not rookie Saquon Barkley. He's not Danian Tomlinson, that kind of thing. So, uh, he, But he's still, I think, better than all the rest and, and young enough that he should be at that one spot. Yeah, we were talking about it before, and I almost said it jokingly, but, like, I think Saquon's my running back one. Like, he is the lone running back right now who can show that he can win you a league. We know that he has the – well, he's done it before. We know he has the ability. He just has really crap luck with injuries. And he and just passes the eye test this year. He looks better than he did last year, even when exactly. he was healthy. Yeah. And, yes, there's a little bit of an age – issue with most people coming up but i don't i don't care like i put up the conversation i said i didn't have the energy to bring up but of course i'm going to keep talking about it you know i i tweeted out today if you were in a one quarterback startup right now how early would you draft the first running back and who would it be and you know it's a problem when the most common answer was can i just take Bijan robinson and I said, this ain't no Devi league. So no, you can't. <laughs> and 
the most common answer was still Jonathan Taylor after that. And I asked a couple of, and some people were nice enough to tell me when they would draft him because that was the first part of the question. And a lot of people were still saying like four or five, you know, like Chase, Jefferson, Pitts. And then a couple of people listed a couple of other players that they like more. I think yeah. probably like seven wide receivers and tight ends deep before I bother taking a running back. And if we're letting me do it as me, I'm not taking one to the second round at least. You know, like if I'm doing this by myself and making it in my order, like my rankings, like I don't think I bother with a running back until wide receivers eight-ish and then throwing in two to three tight ends. Heck, man, like maybe Josh Allen. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's and I know. Don't you mean, like, don't you mean Jalen Hurts for us? <laughs> no, no. I, I'm joking. <laughs> I was. I just had to make sure. I'm like, no. I really did say Josh Allen. I meant to say Josh Allen. I know he's being a jerk, but you know what? I let me benefit of the doubt and double check. No, you're a jerk. I meant Josh Allen. But man, Jalen hurts. Um, but that no, we're, no, we're not going down that. Saquon Barkley, one on one. Okay, next, which apparently is was news to these guys that when I just went to. I still, I'm still calling it Roto World because I can never remember to say NBC Sports Edge. Uh, and Jahan Dotson has a hamstring injury and could be out a week or two. I just, I mean, it was cool that he caught touchdowns in the first two games, but I think that's all he really was. I don't think anything changes from this news. It's just news, so I read it out loud. Uh, there is no timetable for Tua to return to football. Which I'm not gonna lie. Good. Yes. Get healthy, please. Like as a human being, please. I mean, I'm not gonna pretend to know what happened in between the four days of him barely being able to stand up in the middle of a game, sitting out for half an hour, coming back in, and then him getting power slammed, which honestly, the hit itself wasn't anything no. special. It's something you see multiple times a game. Mm -hmm. It's just what happened to him before, I'm assuming, and just the way he landed. And then what happened, yeah. And then, of course, the ensuing body rigidity. And the fact that apparently Amazon showed it 18,000 times. Oh, my God, yes. I was watching, yes. I was never so happy to be having a bad night with my kids. (laughs) Like, oh, um, but yeah, so. Yeah, 10 million close-ups to his hands on the Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like this one, I want you to talk about from a fantasy perspective because it legitimately makes me sad from a human perspective. And again, we don't really have all the information anyway. What are you doing with Tua shares right now? And let's talk about it. Let's say you have Tua on a competing team because we were ready. I mean, I was ready for Tua to be the guy that he was being. He looked like it. Yeah, yeah he was starting out. Yeah. So. You know, Rocky, you're going to go first. Let's. Like, what's it going to take for you on a competing team to send away Tua? Well, that's hard to answer because I would not send them probably away for picks. I mean, obviously, I could then trade those picks for another quarterback or something like that. Do you, I mean, uh, you, you want to play the ADP game? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe we could do that. And, and, right, and so maybe there's some guys than, like 
I would I'm take a little lower than Chua. Hmm. Derek Carr in an early second. No. That's an easy no. I would me. I would probably do that. Okay. Kirk Cousins in an early second? Probably. Yes. <laughs> I just, I, it's funny. I went down a step just because I knew that. <laughs> Although I mean, Kirk has not started off as good as I thought he would this year. With but he'll finish. He'll finish well. And yeah. the offense. I mean, it's a new offense. I'm not real worried about. That's true. Kirk, Aaron Rodgers. I don't really want Aaron Rodgers. If I'm like really in in win now mode, like top. He has three been great, teams. Though. Yeah, and expected. I mean, we, and that's kind of what I expected. You know, he doesn't have receivers as great as you know so Hall of Famer Romeo, Romeo Dobbs is. But yeah, <laughs> he's just so efficient. He can do it on twenty five passes versus forty. You know, like, has he been? Yeah. I I feel like he's had multiple like twenty I mean, or less games at this point. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I'm not looking at it either. I would have to look it up. But uh, I I just I watched the Tampa game. And it just felt like he's I mean, they're not they're not playing great right oh. now, but he Real- is being efficient when he throws it. I just pulled it up in trade addict scoring, which is actually probably a little more favorable slightly to quarterbacks. Well, it's more favorable to yards. But- yeah, that's true. Um, but he's six point six five, eighteen point seven, nineteen point six five, two games in a row after that. Oh, these! Wow, that's weird. With the ridiculously identical games. stats, too. Thirty-five attempts, two hundred fifty-one and fifty-five yards, two touchdowns, and one interception in both games. All right, it's so bizarre. there's a bunch of the Matrix, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's the Bucks and the like Patriots, almost identical stats. <laughs> but but yeah, he doesn't have a twenty-point game this year. So yeah, I I would not want an old Aaron Rodgers uh, that's not even producing as well as really Tua was. Matt Stafford. Speaking of guys who aren't producing what we want no. to do. I'm scared. I'm scared of that whole I'm situation. Scared. If I'm going to go like a, a, yeah, an older QB, it'd be Kirk Cousins or hell. I, I'd, I'd like get Jared Goff in a first. I mean, yes, that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson, straight up for two. I would do that because I don't think this is going to – and he had a decent week this week. I don't think this is going to continue the whole year. I think I, I think this is some of what kind of Justin was saying, like with Cousins. This is his, a new offense. We expected him to just take off because he was out of, uh, you know, out of Pete Carroll's clutches. And uh, and now, and now of course, Pete Carroll is letting Geno Smith cook. But um, – Maybe Geno uh, Smith is that, you know, what was it, Virginia Tech where he threw like 600 touchdowns in a season? Like maybe that's him. Maybe they just maybe. this is what he needed. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't think Russ is going to be as poor as he has been the whole year. Whereas I don't think Aaron Rodgers is necessarily going to be sub twenty point games all year either. But I'm more, I'm more concerned about him for this year than I am for Russell Wilson. Yeah, when we go up above that, we're at like Dak, Dak Prescott, and then we hit Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. So there's no yeah, real yeah. point in that one. But like, it feels like you're not really. I said I don't mean you specifically, the royal you, us. We are really still willing to give up much value on Tua, Mm-mm. especially because it's like maybe he plays in three weeks. But like, would you be surprised if he just is out the season? Like, I don't know. I, it's very unknown, and that's the scary part. That's the only reason I would move off of him because he had shown 
fair, a lot of promise in those really the first two weeks, right? The, the third week was that odd game where they only had like, like a, it was against the bills. They didn't have very many plays run. They didn't throw as many passes, but, uh, but yeah, I think Tua showed enough that I, I, I want to have hope for him, but I just don't know that it'll be this year because I feel like they're going to err on the side of caution here. I, I yeah, I, I think it'll be a little while here, but I I think I don't think it's going to be the entire twenty twenty two season. I think he'll be back at some point. Um, we've I mean I know what we saw was horrible, and it, it, they shouldn't have been out on the field and all that. But it's rare you see a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, get a concussion in game four and miss the rest of the season, even if it's a bad concussion. So I expect he'll be back, but yeah, I have no idea. One, I don't want it to be necessarily all that soon, like you said, Russ. All right, so we're going to move on to Traylon Burks has turf toe and will miss some time. Is there any wide receiver you care about in Tennessee right now? I mean, Robert Woods actually did some stuff the last couple of weeks. I mean, he would be the only one. But Burks, I think this kind of puts him out for, you know, what, three to four weeks potentially, and then he, he can linger. The turf toe can linger. I mean, we saw it with Julio. I think he got it back when he was a second or third year guy. Um, and I just, I, I would uh, say for this year, Burks is, I, I, in Dynasty, I would view it as a buying opportunity mm-hmm. because not count on him for this year. If you can buy him, this is a window. And I think he showed enough uh, in the first couple of games when they were trying to get him involved that, you know, they pass a little, but the little that they pass, he's going to be the, the key target. Yeah, and if you you like listen to people who who know these things better than me, he was not getting a ton of time, uh, relatively speaking to to some of the other rookie receivers. But when he was on the field, there was a lot of good underlying stats going on there. He was producing yards per route run, that kind of thing. And and I will say, I am still a Kyle Phillips fan. He's been banged up, so he's yeah. missed a couple of games, but. Uh, if he can get healthy, uh, I still think he can kind of be that little uh, PPR machine. That, I don't that know. I, I'm mad at him because he did what he did in week one. So I picked oh. him up in Scott Fishbowl for week two. And <laughs> we saw He's how been that hurt went. ever since, yes. Um, okay, so now it gets Cordell Patterson is done for the season, which sucks. Well, he's IR to return, so he could only miss four games. Oh, I missed that. Okay, yeah, that so, makes me feel a little better. Yeah, yeah so he, it's, yeah. He'll he'll miss at least the next four, but I think he can return. Um, I mean, he's looked he's looked like a legit running back. If you watched any of the games, he's looked really good. Uh, I think he's what thirty two. Yep. Going off the top of my head, but man, uh, not playing uh, running back for the majority of his career, and then doing it last year he's he's looked like he looks like he's a natural it looks like he's should have been doing it the whole time yeah and he's not even catching the ball as much this year and he's still he was still producing some for uh fantasy in those in two, i think two of the first three games 20 plus points so uh yeah i i mean i you probably have lost any chance to sell quadero patterson at this point you know, unless he comes back and just reels off like four more uh, twenty-point games, maybe you get a second, late second for him or something. But, but yeah, I, I like Justin said, I th- I think they think he's going to be back in the, after around the time, like four or five weeks after the time he can come off IR. So, so not too much changes with him. Okay, well, I'm very glad to have read something wrong. Uh, let's just jump this big one for 
Jamison Crowder broke his ankle and he's gone, which I guess is good for Gabe Davis because that's one less slot receiver to just completely overshadow him. Like Where's um, McKenzie, right? McKen- McKenzie's got a concussion too. So, I mean, he's oh. in concussion protocol. So, I mean, uh, the what we saw this past week was Khalil Shakir, their rookie, had taken a decent amount of the slot snap. So it could be a at least a short-term boon for him. I don't know how long McKenzie will be out, even if he misses a game. But, uh, but yeah, Crowder's done for the year, and he was only on a one-year deal. Um, so, right. so, yeah. Had a lot of hope for him, but it okay. doesn't look like it's going to pan out. Yeah. Rashad Bateman has a mid-foot sprain. This one I completely missed, and one of you guys told me about it, so one of you talk about it. Yeah, no, he was limited on his snaps uh, this past week because he heard it, I think, towards the – I don't know if it was the beginning of the game, but he definitely heard it in-game, and so he didn't play as much as he normally would. Um, he is questionable for this upcoming week, so I, I didn't see the practice reports today or anything, but uh, it's something to watch and, and monitor for sure. And it, it seems like, uh, you know, the the big play Duvernay is getting those uh, deep targets. Uh, Bateman's working – you know, some over the middle, intermediate area. And then, I mean, really, it's Mark Andrews' show in the passing game. It's like he's the apple of Lamar's eye. He's a very good-looking man. I can't blame him. Um, <laughs> do we have any interest in acquiring Devin DuVernay at this point? Like, he's wide receiver at 11. And while maybe he's not doing it through volume, it's still a short sample size four weeks, but it's been consistent. Like, are, is there any interest sparking out there that you would maybe send a second for DuVernay and a third? Not especially for me, no. I don't see that maintaining. Uh, I was trying to look it up. Wasn't Was it last year or two years ago, Keelan Cole was like a wide receiver one through like the first month of the season? I remember talking about that in one of our group chats or something. And, yeah, that did not keep up either. So I, I don't expect that's going to happen. Uh, probably as Dobbins gets healthier, too, they'll run even yeah. more. So happy so, how good he's looking, though. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. It's like I think the volume of passing last year was because the running backs weren't healthy. Oh, yeah. Dobbins is back. He had a good week this week, his second game. And then uh, Edwards, I think uh, he'll be back soon. Gus Edwards should they be back They just designated soon. him to yeah. return, but I don't yeah. remember when he can. Well, it's it has to be within three or four weeks or something. So, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think the running game is going to take back over. So I'm interested in Andrews, you know, mostly in the passing game, Bateman. Um, and then I think that's all that they're going to have volume to, to get it to. All right. I've pushed it as far as I can. But we got to talk about Javante Williams toward his ACL and LCL and is definitely out for the season. Like, this is worse and later than J.K. Dobbins' injury. Yep. And Dobbins held out two. And week three was pretty slow to get started. How worried are we about Javante Williams? Are we buying? Are we? I. What? Someone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll start. I I did buy a Javante Williams today in a league. I only had one. 
um, in my 17 league. So I, I just wasn't heavily invested. So I figured I could uh, buy a share. I sent a what appears to be a late 2023 first. Um, it's a league where I am in complete rebuild. And I have I had five 23 firsts. And I sent the one that uh, I assumed would be the latest. It's actually uh, the, the special host uh, at Run DFF, Justin Rogers. It was his first. He's in that league and has the most points so far. But somehow is four and three. I, he just had one bad week and lost the doubleheader. But uh, but yeah, I think Javante will come back and and be good still. But I am worried because I think this takes out. He basically did not much this year. He's going to be out, um, thir- you know, 13, 14 months. So that puts him into November, maybe December before he's really effective next year. So essentially, it's two lost seasons. And uh, you know, really, you're just hoping he's young enough. I, he came in as. Uh, I think he was a 21 year old rookie, so I think he's 22 now. But man, you're 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 talking about him being uh, going on 24, which uh, you know we know for running backs, once they hit that 25, everybody's like abandoning ship. Um, Rocky, talk because I'm looking for a trade I was offered involving Javante, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, yeah, I I haven't gotten any trades, and I've been slacking on sending ones out. I need to kind of the hazard of being in 40 leagues too it's, it's hard to, to to you know remember which teams i even have javante on much less to send out offers for him or send uh, or send him away but i'm not really looking to move him i don't i don't want to sell him though i know you're missing a whole year probably into next season because it, it sounds very similar to the dobbins thing so i just i just the guy was so good. <laughs> I mean, he never got the opportunity to really have the full workload, but you could even see it on the field. You could see it on his college tape. He was, he's just a very, very good running back. So, and he's still what going to be what? 23 next year. Is that what it is? I think uh, he's still not that old, even though he's, he'll be going into his third year next year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm holding more than anything. I don't know. That, yeah. I don't know that I'm, I mean, if I can get him cheap, if I could get him for, I mean, we have one on here later. I think that I uh, that I would do uh, on the show sheet. Uh, I would easily do that. I, I might even do that if I was a contender. This trade, which involves Zeke, which you know he's not helping anybody contend all that much anyway at this point. So, yeah, I I'd, I'd only buy low. Otherwise, I'd consider him a hold. I'm not. I, I we have. I think do we. Do we have that listener question on the show sheet about what his value is? Is that what we're... No, I didn't. I mean, Kelly asked. Yeah. KP, Poker KP asked, because I, I even remember that now. Um, yes. he, the, the, yeah, they, they asked, and I didn't even really bother putting it on the sheet because it's clearly something we were going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we are going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have trouble pegging. To me, I think whatever his value is, I think I would have it higher. I, I, I don't expect I wouldn't pay and I don't expect anyone's going to pay like two first for him, but I, I would want a first plus at least. And my plus would probably be higher than most people would be willing to pay. So in trade addicts nine, where I am in disgusting rebuild and Ryan decided to not rebuild and to compete and then lost to Javante Williams, offered me <laughs> Javante Williams for T. Higgins. And I'm just like, I mean, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I have a giant 
signed jersey poster of that man behind my head right now. I mean, it, it, even if I, yes, didn't want T. Higgins points on my team, I don't care. But like, yeah, even as someone who's still valuing Javante highly despite the injury, I would want T. Higgins. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, in Ryan's defense, T. Higgins is literally the only player on my team that can score points right now <laughs> because I had one starting quarterback. And it was Tua. <laughs> so I don't have a starting quarterback right now. And so, like, yeah, I went real, real scorched earth on this rebuild. Um, but yeah, like that, I remember seeing that and like, no, 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 no. And like, honestly, I think I was a little lower on Javante than most people to start with anyway. And not because of the talent. I just, I just think it was too much. Like the value we were holding him to. And it's like the same reason, like with Jonathan Taylor, like Javante was walking into RB top five RB based on age and default, and it it was too much. I couldn't, I couldn't go forward with the value that he was being held at. Um, Okay, wait, hold on. Before we move up, we uh, we have Corey in the chat, and I want to try and reward Corey for sitting and listening to our rambling. So what do you guys think of Amon Ross St. Brown's value? Someone is trying to get Saquon from me for him, but I think that's too low. Amon Ross missed a game this week and it is still the wide receiver seven. He might be the real deal. Oh, I think he's the real deal. That being said, I still want Saquon over him. <laughs> I think that trade is actually really even. Like, um, I'm again. You, you heard what I feel of Saquon right now. Yes. Um, it's not as far off as it should be. Let me say that. Like six months ago, if you brought this up, I would have. Well, actually, Saquon's value was also a lot lower six months ago. But still, I would have been like, no, Saquon. Oh, I would have wanted really- Saquon. Yeah. Saquon's going to show how great he is, and I mean, Amon Ra is good, but, you know, what's his ceiling? And then I would have felt silly both by not realizing how good Saquon was going to be, how fast, and Amon Ra is doing what he's doing. Is Amon Ra a top 10 dynasty wide receiver for you right now? It's, I, I haven't really thought about it, but I think he might be. I am oh I'm on the clock in an October mock. But still let me pull it up. Let me pull up wide receiver. I was just gonna say we should we need to do the ADP yeah. game again now. So now that you asked that question. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now because I, I, I would say he's probably eleven to fourteen range. I did see I, I saw Ryan's tweet of the most recent. He went in the first round of that draft. He, he was the one oh four. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, that also answers my question a little bit, right? I said, how early would you take the first running back? And it goes, most people's answer was Chase Jefferson, JT. I took Chase 101, by the way, because for some reason I was given the 10 freaking one. I don't I hate the 101. Um, <laughs> but now I'm not going to close that because I don't want to forget that I'm on the clock. All right, so let's go to wide receivers. In September, Amin Ra was already wide receiver 17. But let's go. Well, Brown, sorry, Rocky, or Devante, Deontay Johnson. He glitched a little there for a second. Who was the first one? 
Amon Ross St. Brown or oh. Deontay Johnson. You just said Amon Ross. Okay, I couldn't hear what you, you kind of froze. Uh, or Deontay Johnson. I would I would go Amon Ross. I, I think I Amon Ross in a better situation. Yeah. I would too. Amon Ross. And I love Deontay. Amon Ross or Drake London. I, I want London. I would go Amon Ra. I, I was low on London coming in. I, I've already said I'd take the L on that, but Amon Ra's already, you know, what we think London is going to be. I mean, London's had a nice start, but he hasn't had an Amon Ra last four games, first three games start. Yeah. That, uh, that, that, you know, that he's just through the roof. So I'll take the guy we know can produce at a super high level. It's, you know, at least in that sample size. And we haven't seen it with Jared Goff as his quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. With with some good players on like on his team too. Like the whole argument last year was Hawkinson and Swift were gone. Yeah, but and and then he did it this year with the you know the two of them there, uh, albeit uh, Swift getting banged up. But and and you know, Chark is not a bad player himself, and he's still commanding all the targets. So. Yeah, I would say you picked an excellent spot there, Russ, because that is probably right where he's at. Wide receiver 15, right in between London and Deontay for me. Like, All right, well, who's next? We're keep, I was about to say, we're keeping going. Tyreek Hill. Oof. I mean, this is a big question well, of age, well, right? Yes, I mean, that's yeah, mainly what it is. 22? I mean, I, I would say Tyreek's still shown that he can do his thing but now we don't. Now we've got the quarterback uncertainty with like Tua for this year, and I I don't know. I that that one's close, and I would say it's only close because Tua's. We're not sure if he's the QB, and because Tyreek's like six years older than Amon Ra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would probably lean Amon Ra there, but it's close. All right, because the next couple of names are also iffy. DK Metcalf. I Which finally targets led to yards. Yep. I just answer because I'm not sure. <laughs> no, I, I, I think DK. I, I think we all, he was so far down going into this year, and he just showed so far that he could still be that guy. Um, and I think, uh, I think he's going to have a lot of touchdown upside, and he's, he's, you know, that prototypical alpha wide receiver that uh, is so rare in the league. I mean, a lot more of the top wide receivers are the fast, shorter, shifty guys like Tyreek, like Deontay, um, you know, so I, I, I think DK over Amon Ra, but I, I mean, I could see the argument either way. Um, just cause of the, what, what, what Amon, I mean, he almost set a record for the most consecutive games with eight plus receptions. Which I think he is, did. I think he tied. Well, he tied, well, he it, tied it. Yeah, he tied it. And I mean, that's with like Calvin Johnson and AB. Like yeah. that's that's like pretty, pretty unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so what he's you can't scoff at what he's done. It's just all right. Where where's his quarterback situation going to be? I mean, obviously he's doing well with Goff. Goff might be playing himself into another year in Detroit, right? Which isn't a bad thing because. I mean, that's who Amon Ra's performed with, but I still think like DK, I just, I don't know that that would be the way I lean. I think, I, I think I lean Amon Ra. I, I wasn't expecting to say that, but because I just, I, I don't know that. Yeah. I know DK had a nice week this past week, but those, those first three weeks were not, not too fun to watch most for the most part. So 
I just I don't think that this year it's he's going to do much, and I just think that's going to hurt his value. And then we're not going to know what you know who his quarterback is next year. Probably I, despite you know QB one Geno Smith, I, I don't think he's going to be there in twenty twenty three. And we've talked about this before with the, I forget if it was DK or other guys, but I always worry about guys, and including Deontay this year with with rookie quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, so that could, I mean, that could be an issue with his value for two years running if he ends up with a rookie next year. So I, I lean Amina. All right. Two, two names I'm just going to put together DJ Moore and Devontae Adams. <laughs> those are, He's, you go, Justin. No, no. I, I mean, those are two that I, I'm just kind of out on at this point. So Which I would probably I go, yeah, I, I would go yeah. Almond Raw over both those guys. Even though they're probably higher ranked in the traditional, um, I mean, Devontae's you know, producing. He's had a touch. Yeah, he had the, you know, touch- he won the game, but and he's getting. I mean, he had that seven, what seventeen targets week one or something crazy yeah. like that. And I mean, he's still going to be good, but he's up there in age, and that's why I'd lean the younger guy and just. Uh, I mean, Alman Razal performing him even yeah. even at the younger age, and then DJ Moore. I, I mean, he resigned with. Carolina he's in purgatory forever his whole yeah. career I think Devante's actually closer to me than DJ Morris to yeah agree. I, I agree I think I'd put him a little I'd put him a little ahead of Adams uh and probably quite a bit ahead of more just I, I love more I think he's a great player but until he gets a real quarterback I just I like you I, I think I'm kind of out I I still have you know my fair amount of him but I wouldn't mind moving on if, if there's still any name cachet there. Uh, I I just don't think he's going to produce at any level that we can depend on until Baker. And I, I had high hopes for Baker this year too. Last two names, Jalen Waddle and Michael Pittman. I'm taking Waddle over Amonra. Me too. Easily. Yeah. Uh, what about Pittman, Justin? I, that, that one's a little tougher. Yeah. For me. So, again, it goes – I mentioned the quarterback uh, situation there and with uh, Jonathan Taylor. I, I mean, he's hyper-targeting Pittman. Pittman was – he didn't have a great week this past week, but I think he was still coming coming back off the injury. I mean, I just think he's shown with Wentz last year and Ryan so far this year, he is the target hog in that offense. They really don't have another wide receiver to speak of, so I think he's just going to get all the volume, and I think he's – just good. I mean, they played on, they both came from USC. I mean, Amon Ra and uh, Michael Pittman were mm-hmm. on the same college team. And, you know, I, I would say I, I probably prefer Pittman, but I mean, it, Amon Ra is so, like, he's so good. He's just shown it, right? And it's just like, is the value going to maintain because he's always going to have that draft capital stigma? And I think as soon as he like has a couple of down games, his value because we're so reactionary, re- reactionary in the dynasty world, it, it's kind of sickening because it's supposed to be a long term game. But uh, I think I, I, I mean, I rambled on, but Pittman was an early second round pick. I think they're revolving the offense around him when he's out there and healthy. And I, I would go Pittman. Yeah, I'm going to go Pittman too, just because I'm sticking with my prior love of uh, of Michael Pittman and. Clearly, Jalen Waddle. So, I mean, we pretty much moved St. Brown up to around that 10-11 spot because there was one or two players along the way we chose, like Tyreek Hill. One or two of us were agreeing, and 
DK Metcalf, one or two of us were going to take. Yeah. Um, but still, we just stopped. Uh, Waddle is wide receiver 10, so we moved him up. Okay, one word answers. Are you worried about Jamison William coming back? Yes or no? No. No. Nope. One word answer. Superflex 12 teams, Trevor Lawrence or Saquon Barkley? Lawrence. Yeah, it's Lawrence. Yeah, it's Lawrence for me. He's a quarterback, and I think he has a higher upside than what we've seen. Unless we're talking. I don't hate that, by the way, but value wise, it's Lawrence. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I I love Saquon, so I'm a. If I have Lawrence somehow as like my QB3 and I want Saquon to go win, I would do it. But that doesn't mean I'll feel good about it because I also want both of those guys on my team. Yeah, given market value, you should probably get a little plus with Saquon. Yeah, okay. All right, so now we need to move on because we've been going for about an hour and haven't gotten to the Trezor list. I know, I just noticed it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, we've been talking an hour already? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I, we knew we would. When there's this much news, it always happens. Yes. Okay, we only have two listener questions, so we're going to do the listener questions first. The first one we have is at Noob Engineer. This is more of a selfish question than usual. I have a couple teams, one – build and won a contender that both have Deshaun Watson on the bench. I fully want to trade him for person. Would you ask for in return? And what do you think I should sell? And when do you think I should sell next year, this year? Thanks. Rocky. Sounds like more of a question for you. He wants to move him for personal reasons. Yeah, but you will give the right answer of what he should be getting. (laughs) So, I mean, in my opinion, he should be getting pretty much Deshaun Watson's full value. We're now only, what, uh, nine weeks away from a coming? I think it's week 13. Is is it? No, 12. 12. 12. It's 11 game suspension, and they have a bye week in week nine, right? Right. So, So I thought it's week week 13. Yeah, it is week 13 at Houston. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. We're like so. eight and a half weeks away from from him coming back. Like that's in terms of dynasty. That's for a you know mid to late twenties quarterback. That's nothing. So uh, I, to me, you should be getting Deshaun Watson's full value. If we're talking, I'm not doing whatever I can to get him off my team, kind of stuff. And to me, that's at least two firsts. I, I need at least two firsts to move off, or, or equivalent value to move off Deshaun Watson, and. You know, the way I play, I don't worry, you know, he's a horrible person, but I I just kind of compartmentalize that. I'm not factoring that into my decision, so I, I need his full value. That's why I was saying this sounds like a guy who doesn't necessarily care about getting his full value and wants to get him off his team. So, like, I, that's why I was saying I would throw it to you, Russ. Like, what? Well, I wanted you to give the right answer first, and then <laughs> I would give my answer. Uh, when do you think would be the best time to sell him? Do you think? Well, the best time would, yeah, I would say the best time would be, you know, when he's coming back. I, I would hold off. His, the, the, every game that goes by, to me, it's a little bit easier to get that full value yeah. because you're getting points. But do you do you try and take advantage of the hype of the excitement of him coming back? Or do you wait for him to see the field, assuming you have faith that he will still be that good? I know. I'd rather do it, like, in the... Three week, to four weeks before, yeah, as it's week getting 12, Week 12 at the yes. latest. Because you I know think, he's not going to be great. Exactly. It's, he's two years without playing football, right? So I think week 12 at the latest should be when you try and move him. Because it sounds like um, he is 
going to move him, right? So I would say That's get full value like. and move him before week 12 because he's not going to look like himself the first couple of weeks. Yeah, least. I think there's a decent shot you don't see full on like Deshaun Watson until 2023 week one. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, man, I agree with Rocky <laughs> in what the answer should be. What I would take if I happen to have him on my team, I would still want a strong 23 first value-wise if I can't get an actual pick. And then I want someone I could put in my starting lineup, even if I'm rebuilding. You know, give me that young wide receiver I can build around. I'm not talking like it has to be one of those. Well, clearly I'm not talking about Chase or Jefferson or anything like that. Or, I mean, you know, give me Higgins in a first and I'll be the happiest boy in the world. But, I mean, even if we do go down to that Drake London, Amon Ross St. Brown area, or, yeah, I mean, that's kind of as low as I'm willing to go. Like, I was I was scrolling down, scrolling down, like, Rashad Bateman, no. I mean, Cortland Sutton's not young anymore. Elijah Moore, like, maybe Garrett Wilson with the way he's playing in a first, like, depending how strong that first is. But, like, that's where I am. I I want a strong 23 first, and I want a young wide receiver on my rebuilding teams. On my competing teams, you you want to compete, you want points. Watson is a top-five quarterback, and, and that's what you need to walk away with value-wise from him. Like, you can't sell him for old points. Like, if Patterson didn't hurt – or, like, if Cordero Patterson comes back and is Cordero Patterson again – like that can't be a major part of that trade. Like those right. points can't be Austin Eckler can't be the main like main part of that trade. Like Deshaun Watson is what like 26, 28, something like that. And very, very talented, regardless of what he is as a human being. So you really should walk away with more than one player you are putting in your starting lineup. If you need a quarterback, it should not be anyone under QB ten plus another wide receiver running back to kind of guy. Yeah. I like that valuation. And, and I, you know, I, to, to frame it around the way you were talking, you basically want to get back assets that could ascend in value still. Right. You don't want to get an eight, like you said, aging asset back or um, so I like the idea of doing a wide receiver and a first. I think that is something because wide receivers in dynasty are, they're uh, the hot commodity right now. That is what everybody wants. And I think you ha- you're going to have an opportunity to see them grow in value. And then, uh, but like the other one too, is like maybe you get Tua in a piece back now because of the uncertainty of what Tua's rest of the year is. But if he comes back in three weeks, especially like on your contending team, then you're better off than waiting till week 13. So that would be the one comment I make. Okay, and yeah, I think we all agree. Like, but right before that game starts, you know, yeah. the, the, wait, do not wait until he hits the field. Uh, the next question at FF Tommy B: Ads, drops, waiver claims, and trades are all down in my leagues compared to last year. Are y'all seeing similar early trends? I would I say have... yes. Go, go ahead, Rocky. No, you go, you go, because I was just going to say I haven't. So you go and yeah. you can talk more about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say since the regular season has started, I, I would say there was a lot of activity preseason and um, like that basically last month leading into the regular season. But I think it has been a trend. And I think that it's been an unusual start to this year, like not like 
not the people we thought were scoring or scoring well, the people we thought were going to do well or are doing so, so, um, and, and there's up until this week, I mean, this week was horrible for injuries, but up until this week, we had really, you know, no significant injuries that we needed to be backfilled with trades and waiver pickups. So that's I think true. that's part of it as well, but also scoring has been down a lot too. So I think a lot of people just don't know what to do. Like where, where do we go? Like, so that's my yeah. opinion. I would agree a little bit on the on the trade angle. I, I maybe a little less trades than usual uh, in terms of just a general activity. I wouldn't say that. I I feel like I see as many ads and drops and waiver claims and that kind of stuff. But, but I think you made a good point there with the the scoring down too is is kind of an interesting thing. Like there, there's nobody that's going off that you want to trade for or that that people want to sell because they're going off or or whatever. So uh, that, that that might be a factor there. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, trades is tough because i'm in 10 leagues that are named trade addicts and i feel like every week we have a decent amount of trades to talk yeah. about whether they're forced by us or not you know, <laughs> make trades make trades make trades we gotta we have to make russ and rocky happy we need yes. <laughs> you know but also like other leagues i feel like things are still happening at a normal rate that they would normally i said normal way too many times but i'm gonna i'm gonna okay this is just me rocky Justin and Tommy, no one else, everyone else cover your ears. I don't remember the last time I put a waiver claim in or looked at an ad drop. <laughs> like I don't have those emails checked off for MFL. I don't get the waiver reports. I don't get the ad drops. I legitimately don't remember adding or dropping since the first waiver run after rookie drafts. I don't think I have. You and yourself? Me personally. Yeah. And I have not looked at a waiver thing since then. But, yeah, I've I've done it a little bit here and there when I have time. But I, yeah, I've always said that waivers are overrated. In time. Like especially the leagues we play in, yeah, and to yeah, be twenty eight, thirty, thirty two, or yeah. fourteen teams, thirty you know spots. It's there's nothing. It's like yeah, yeah. and I would say this year wrong, especially, I'm going to go put in claims for that Atlanta running back guy that I can't even, I don't even know his name. Caleb Huntley. Caleb Huntley. Yeah, that's it. He was an eagle. He was an eagle. He was an eagle, yes. <laughs> yep. So, but otherwise, yeah, I, I legitimately, I don't remember the last waiver claim I put in, short of like Isaiah Pacheco, Daniel Bellinger, um, trying to think of there's like, like those guys that right were the draft, yeah. after rookie drafts. Like Kyle that, Phillips in some spots. I, yeah. I mean, I did not, I was not on that train, which apparently I should have been, but <laughs> But yeah, like it's it. Every year we say it's like for the past three year, four years, it's it's a weird year. It's always this a weird one year. is a different kind of weird. Like the wrong people are scoring touchdowns, and then we got weeks like this where there weren't that many major. In, there was like one major injury a week, and like gambler's fallacy happened where we regressed all in one week. <laughs> caught up, <laughs> you know. Yep. Where we got like six. So there's going to be plenty of pickups this week, I tell you. Now, it is time. I dramatically hit the delete key to get rid of the listener questions, but I'm sure that did not get picked up. So it lost the dramaticness. So I had to, dramaticness, nice. So I had to say it out loud. It's time for Trade Addicts trades. Trade Addicts leagues are 12 team super flex, PPR, tight end premium, 
I thought I could do it in one breath and I lost it with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA one. And we, we have a TA one trade because Kenny and I cannot make up our minds on what we want our teams to be. I wanted Trevor Lawrence and he did not want to give me Trevor Lawrence. And this was a really good story. I, we, I talked about this last week on the DLF trade show with Addison. Um, he, when I said I want Trevor Lawrence, I sent him something and he just like instant reject. And I'm like, what would it take? He's like, I don't want to trade away Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, I understand. He's like, I don't want to trade away Trevor Lawrence. It's going to take a lot. I'll send you something. And he sent me Derek Carr, CD Lamb, and the 112 Rockies first that we just love <laughs> for Trevor Lawrence. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to take that, but I thought about it for a second, which really leads me to what why I talked about it on the DLF trade show. You should never say this guy's not for trading because you could do what Kenny did and say it's going to take an overpay and send an overpay. And if I just was in a better mood at the moment, I may have just said, screw it, and hit accept. I didn't. But, like, it's always worth the talks. And even if a different trade comes out of it, something can come out of it. Or it's just, oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. But you get nowhere. You get nothing by just shutting the door. Because we got a deal done in the end. And the situation is very specific. So Because otherwise this trade makes no sense. Kenny is rebuilding, but he does not have his first this year. So he might as well score some points. So the trade ended up being Derek Carr, Darrell Henderson, Jeff Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, and Rockies 23 first for Trevor Lawrence and Devonta Smith. Of course, CeeDee Lamb has to make me look like a jerk and go nuts right after I trade him. But that's not the point. Uh, so I'm going to read this again because it's a lot. And I will tell you now I overpaid, but yeah. I went and got the guy I wanted. Derek Carr, Darrell Henderson, and Jeff Wilson, those two guys literally meant absolutely nothing to me because I got my first back, so I'm rebuilding. So Derek, so I pretty much sent Derek Carr, C.D. Lamb, at a 23 first for Trevor Lawrence and Devonta Smith. So yeah. just how crazy am I? Well, I would say the value is definitely on Kenny's side, but I like the pieces you got back. And if you wanted T Law, like, I mean, you got, you're going to have to pay for him now because he looks like he's back to that premier prospect we all thought, you know, he, he was and is going to be a great NFL quarterback. And Devonta Smith's good. I mean, we saw it. I mean, he's, he had a, a down week one, but I mean, I would say he's, I mean, he's not quite up at CD Lamb value, but. He's close. So, you know, if you take all that other, you know, Derek Carr, Henderson, Wilson, and the 112 for Lawrence, in your position, I'd probably pay that. And then really you're just swapping out CD for Devonta. And if I really wanted T-Law, I'd be willing to do that. So I, I understand it. Yeah, I think it's close value-wise. I, I, it's funny. I was looking at it. I kind of reversed the positions to kind of get my value. Like, Derek Carr and Devontae Smith, I don't think, are that far apart. And C.D. Lamb in a 23 first is probably more than I'd want to pay for Trevor Lawrence, though. So I would lean that side, but I, I don't think it's crazy. I'm also not 
entirely so that Trevor Lawrence is just now a superstar. He's definitely been obviously been better this year than, than he was last year. Uh, and I'm not trying to put him down, but I, I still want to see a little more before I kind of anoint him. He's going to be this like top 10, eight, six, five, you know, he's going to start becoming overrated borough value. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think I would, I would lean the other side. Uh, and you said you overpaid, yeah. but, but I don't think it's crazy. That makes me happy because it, it still felt crazy when I did it and <laughs> I'm still okay with it. Oh man, real quick. Uh, Corey in the chat has said, I was just offered three 24 firsts and Amon Ross St. Brown for Jamar Chase. Like, I get it's Jamar Chase, but you kind of take that, right? I guess I wish one of them was 23. I know. It's <laughs> so far out. But like, and it is going to be 24 is going to be a good class as well, it seems like, just with some of the Debbie prospects. Um, and that's, that's especially four first plus. Like, Amon yeah. Ross worth more than a first. Is it so, I, yeah. just if it's super flex, I would say yes, you yeah, do it makes that. It if, it, if it's one QB, I probably I don't know, I don't think I would. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with Justin said. I especially if it's one QB, I, I I'd have to move at least one, maybe more of those first into twenty three, and then maybe I think about it. Yeah, I'm also just imagining what I could do with three firsts between now and the 24 draft. Like, and yeah, that's depending true. on what team, what position your team is in. Like, because if you're competing and you get Amon Ross St. Brown in three firsts, imagine what you could put. Like, what points? Yeah, you could even put on 24 here. first, you could you could get some some contending pieces to go along with yeah. Amon And 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 as we talked about, the production might probably won't be that wildly off from Jamar Chase to Amon Ross St. Brown. So I mean Amon Ross St. Brown is outscoring Jamar Chase right now. I don't yeah. feel like it will be that for the season, but they they both seem like top twelve wide receivers at this point. So yes. I'd be willing to do that. Wait, Rocky, do you do you hear something? Do you, do you, do you hear something? I hear it. It is time for the sleeper trade of the week. And man, that song just makes me so happy. And I figured since we had two straight trades to talk about, including Trevor Lawrence, that we are going to make this second one the trade of the week. Plus, it seems better than mine was anyway. <laughs> Even though chronologically, trade addicts wise, it happens second. So Justin Herbert got traded for Trevor Lawrence. What right now the definition of a mid 23 first 23 second and a 24 second so trevor lawrence random right now 23 first because we're not completely sure what this guy's team is it's two and one like little i don't actually i didn't look today i looked yesterday so i think we were either that he's two and two middle of the pack so trevor lawrence 23 first 23 second 24 second for justin herbert now rocky i know Trading up for quarterbacks isn't your thing, but it's Justin Herbert and a guy you are not sold on being a top-tiered quarterback. So what do you think of this? That's a tough one. I I think I would take the Lawrence side just because that's a lot of picks. Uh, and there is the chance that you get close to her. Not, you know, 
top seven, eight range at, at least. So I think I would lean the Lawrence side, take my first and my two seconds and, and see what I can do with that. Uh, and that kind of fits too, because that's what I do. I trade down from quarterbacks like Justin Herbert. <laughs> Although I actually did trade for Justin Herbert early this, uh, this season. I think it was just before the season started. So uh, uh, with our, with our guide trader, Joe and a league we're in together, but uh, and I actually gave up a, a running back, so that's very, very unrocky trade. But uh, it was DeAndre, I think DeAndre Swift uh, and a first or something like that. I forget what it was, but anyway, oh, I actually, anyway, yeah, I think I asked in the Cool Kids Club, and everyone's like, "Yeah, values on the Herbert side, take Herbert." So I, I currently actually have, uh, I think, two Her- Justin Herbert shares. I, I, I think I would sell them for this, but I would. I'd probably be throwing this trade in the Cool Kids Club and asking, should I do it? It's that close for me. But I, I think I'd rather have the the other young upside guy and get the extra picks on top. Yeah, I uh, so I would go. I'm going the opposite direction. I am uh, team elite QB. Um, I try and get uh, you know those top five guys, and if I can get two of them, that you know I absolutely. I uh, love to do that. Um, I think I think Herbert. You know, you could probably convince me if there was a another twenty three first instead of the the two seconds. Um, I could probably take the T law side, I, but I mean, I I think people would pay that. And if you just go back four weeks before the season started, like that T law's value has increased to that point, yes. and 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 it's on what you admittedly said a very small sample size and i think i believe i believe in t law but i still want justin herbert because i have you know two years of uh sample that he is just hashtag good yes it's a really tough one which honestly me like i think it's a perfect trade you know it for the reasons both of you said and you guys both picked a side, but like, honestly, to me, cool. Like this, this <laughs> really whatever makes you happy. If you want more points, you want the points right now, you team elite quarterback, you pay this to go get Justin Herbert. If you're rebuilding and Herbert is one of the only assets you have and you need to downgrade, I love this. <laughs> I'm higher on Trevor Lawrence than Rocky is, but even still, 23 first, 24 first, 23 second. Like, that's that's a lot. Wait, 23 first, 24, 23 second, 24. I said that wrong. Like, that's that's good. That is good value. I'm all for it. Like, to me, this was a very good trade. And congrats, you two. And that was our trade of the week brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all your leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. And next, we have we jump to Trade Addicts 5, where it was nice to see respect put on old man Stefan Diggs' name in a trade, because that dude is still just so good. And someone traded Gabe Davis, Jahan Dotson, and a 24 first for Stefan Diggs. So this is pretty much, what, two first plus a bit for Stefan Diggs, and I love it, and I would take Diggs every day of the week. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, I mean, he's he's performing at an elite level, and he's tied to, you know, the best quarterback in the league right now from a fantasy the perspective. Man wearing the 17 yeah. Bills jersey right now. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm really high on Diggs also. I think he's right up there with Cooper Cup. I think he's just going to continue to put up fantasy numbers. And, uh, you know, if I if I need to go out and get, get a piece that I know I can confidently put in my lineup every week and, you know, set it and forget it and know that I'm probably going to get 20 points, you know, that's that's Diggs. So I'm, I'm with you. I would pay that for Diggs. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, you know, Dotson, what, he had uh, – Three touchdowns or four four touchdowns in four games. Um, two two happened in the first week. Yep. But you know, I, I think that obviously that'll regress to the mean. And uh, you know, he's still a great player, obviously. But I I still think you just got to take that uh, elite wide receiver and in, in digs that's tied to the really good quarterback in the great offense. I mean, it's simple as that for me. And I, I like the deal though. I mean, I think that's. Uh, to get digs off someone's hands, you're gonna, especially with how he scored this year. I, I know he had a somewhat down week, but he was wide receiver one heading into the fourth week. Yeah, until Cooper Cup was Cooper yeah. Cup again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I like I like digs in that deal. All right. Yeah. So let's move on. Ta seven. This was post Javante injury. Javante Williams was traded for Zeke and 223 seconds. Now, I know we hypothetically talked about Javante Williams post-injury, but you're a competing team. You had Javante Williams. What Do you take Zeke and 223 seconds for Javante Williams right now? I already said no. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would have a tough time doing that. Only That's like three I, seconds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if Zeke even getting it. More, right. That would be the answer. If Zeke actually put up a good week this week, I could see, all right, well, maybe he's got something in the tank. But right now he's uh, definitely uh, not uh, not performing at that level. So I would need an upgrade at that running back spot. So I would keep Javante. Yeah, there, there needs to be something with a one or at that value to me. <laughs> Somebody have like a kid singing in the background right uh, now? That's probably me. Sorry. <laughs> Next, we have, after one of the many injuries that has happened to poor Tyler and Doug's team, Jared Goff and a 23 third for Jerry Judy and a 23 second. Now, Jared Goff is scoring some points, and I didn't think I would side with the Goff side, but I kind of think I do. I do, too. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't really like Jared Goff much at all but he's he's producing like every single week it's kind of crazy and we all know i'm not a jerry judy fan anyway so yeah i i agree and this is the league they they traded dak for lance and then lance got hurt and they needed another so you guys better all get rid yes, of your golf yes get rid of your golf shares they are <laughs> golf is getting hurt check that just just <laughs> wanted to bring that up so that everyone knew get off of golf as soon as you hear this um i forgot to write down what league this was in because I don't think it was also in TA7. I think this might be TA9 where I had Geno Smith on my team and someone offered me Matt Corral and a 23 third and I just said I don't want Geno Smith on my team because I'm rebuilding and I said yes. Sure. Now Geno Smith is doing what he's doing but do you think you should actually expect more in a trade than 
a prospect in a third? I mean, I would probably want a second. I, I put out there Geno Smith for any second, but I don't think people are paying that at the moment. So I think that's probably that trade you got is probably about as good as you could get. Yeah, and you're going to get nothing like three months from now. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to end the show on a big boy. Josh Jacobs, Isaiah McKenzie, a 23 first and a 24 first for Drake London and Jamison Williams. Now, this was TA10. I, I know that. So Josh Jacobs, Isaiah McKenzie, 23 first, 24 first for Drake London and Jamison Williams. You guys are thinking, I'm just yeah. going to think, that's a Yeah. Like, I get that Drake London's doing what he's doing. I get that we still believe that Jamison Williams can heal up and be very, very good. But, man, a 23, 24 first. Josh Jacobs, I get that he hasn't been great this season. But he hasn't ever really been great. He was but great. He was great this past Sunday. Yeah, and he yeah, has two touchdowns. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's what's going to make him be the running back ten again. Yeah. Um, and Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, he's been all right. Sorry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. For Drake London and Jameson Williams, like I just, like I'm, I'm guessing most people would see this and be willing to do that for what Drake London's doing in the hope of Jameson Williams, but I don't know if I could. It's a lot. It's a lot of risk, um, but but I also go back to the point I made about wide receivers being the, you know, the ascending currency in dynasty right now, right? I mean that those two guys could, uh, you know, be in that top ten dynasty wide receiver list, you know, this time next year if they uh, actually finish off the year strong. So, I mean, I could see it. I don't know that I could pay that much to get those both but i mean i've seen out you know in the the dynasty streets drake london's commanding two firsts now so if you assign the 23 and 24 first to drake london alone would you pay jacobs and mckenzie for jameson williams i mean to me the two first things is too much for drake london but and and again i do not hate drake london anymore (laughs) but i still don't want to pay two first for him yet even one of those in 24 yeah, so, so I, I think I lean the pick side with Jacobs and McKenzie, but so I get only, it. Again, we try and mostly do this show based around value as opposed to context, because yeah. while in season, you know, point scoring season trades, there's points being scored. Context yes. is pretty much needed, but I still try and not do it very often. But, like, when there's weird trades like this, or mine from TA1, it kind of helps. Like, freaking Pewin has a really, really good team. Does this trade to get London and Jamison Williams and still has two 23 firsts? Like, he was pretty much playing with house money and got Drake London and Jamison Williams. In that case, it makes it a little more palpable. Like, it's a lot more okay. So, but that also goes back to the conversation we had before. I wanted Trevor Lawrence. He didn't really want to trade Trevor Lawrence away. Chances are, whoever has Drake London on their team doesn't want to trade him away that easily. Throw crap at the wall and see what sticks. And apparently, Josh Jacobs, Isaiah McKenzie, 
a 23 first and a 24 first and throwing in Jamison Williams on the other side was the crap that stuck to the wall. Like, okay. You, so again, like most people would hear my trade and be like, I don't think I want to do that. But you know, I was willing to do it, which is always why it's worth sending the offer. Always yeah. worth a shot. You know, yeah. So, yeah. I will I will make one comment before we uh because TA2 did not have a trade on it this week. And I, I will say that um since the league rolled over on March 2nd, uh you and me, Russ, have done four trades in that league, and out of the 21 total, I've been involved in 10 of them. So 50% of that league's <sighs> trades have involved me. We need if, to get more activity in that league. That's what I'm saying. You will notice. My teams on the edges of either being very good or very bad are very inactive. <laughs> <laughs> when I feel stuck and I don't want to make moves just to make moves to either ruin how good of a rebuild I'm doing or don't want to screw up my chance to actually win TA league yeah. again, yeah, they get a little stale, which means well, by week eight, I'm going to do something dumb. No, and I, I actually was commenting that you are doing a lot of trades in there because you're being active. It's just we need to get the others uh, more active in TA2 so we can see that uh, those trades on this on this show. I like hearing about them. So we're going to have a lottery at the end of the season. The amount of trades you make is the amount of balls in the in the pot. We will draft in order of who gets to stay. <laughs> so if hey. you only make two three trades you only get two three balls in that lottery to stay in that league there you go that's hey, now, i like it is i, I love yeah. it though because i'm the asshole 80 percent of the trades <laughs> still find his way to not get into that league next year <laughs> hey you should just do it like in trade addicts leads leagues in general do that same thing you said but all the leagues and whoever the winner is, that ball drawn gets a spot. Even though they're already in a TA league, they get a spot in 11 when you do it. So, no, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> there are three people in multiple TA leagues me, Har, and Rocky. And yeah. that is it. You um, need to get me in two, though. I... <laughs> <laughs> you pick who you want me to kick out, and I'll do it. Okay. Give me a list. <laughs> Josh or Dustin, you have to pick. <laughs> oh, man. None of the above. Like, pick Josh, pick Josh, pick Josh, pick Josh. Also, no. like oh, I, I, I did, tra- I did no. trade a haul to Josh for Kyle Pitts I- right before the season started. So you, he's got he's got ammo. Uh, can I take option C, Russ? I'll kick out you. After this season, if I win. If I <laughs> okay. don't win, you have the team. I don't want it anymore because of the amount of times I should have won that league and did not. I will be. This was this TA2 was the league I joined right after Russ lost by 0.3 points to Har in the championship. Thanks, Justin. (laughs) I I just, I was, I was shocked when I got into the league. You invited me. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) what? That actually happened? (laughs) I thought it was an exaggeration, Russ, until I saw it. In real life, and then I'm I like, would not dare exaggerate about that. That <laughs> pain was real. Ugh. Well, on that note, <laughs> that's the end of our show sheet. So that's the end of our show. Thank you, Justin, for coming on. I, it was a blast. It is weird that I think that this is the first time we've actually talked in person because I feel like we've been friends for like four years now. Um, and I need to go onto your show because I was supposed to be the first guest. Had a migraine, yeah. and couldn't open my eyes for three days. And then I forgot to ask to get
get me back on the schedule. So get me back on the schedule. Well, we've all, we've only had two guests because we have to record so late at night. So that's I will it, drink. I'll go get my espresso and. Yeah, well, now that you're working from home more, that could be uh, an opportunity for a Thursday night recording. So I'll love definitely... it. But before we do head out of here, remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do. Yeah, I am Justin Mercer on Twitter. I am at C to C Dynasty Merce, and that's M E R C. Um, I started a coast to coast dynasty podcast. Uh, we, we basically talk about uh, strategy. We talk about what we're doing now in leagues, what's new. And, uh, the thing that I neglected to mention, which is the calling card of our show is we have the coast to coast roast where we take a dynasty behavior and, we, and it's not targeted at any individual. It's just a general behavior and we roast it for the last part of our segment it's become very popular we have listener submissions uh obviously ruben and i both talk about things that we've seen and uh you know we, we just try and have fun with it we keep it short um you know we're like half uh the time that you guys usually go here we usually do 45 minutes to an hour at most we aim for um, 45 minutes at yeah <laughs> yeah so uh but, but yeah come check out the podcast uh we have a lot of fun with it. Thank you so much for having me on. I know Rocky asked me about a month ago, and with my work travel, it was uh, hard to pin down a date, but I actually was home uh, this week so I could record easily, and uh, yeah, it was a blast. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. I had fun, and again, that is all that matters. And before we do sign off, patreon.com slash pod. You, I mean, we read a bunch of questions and comments from the chat that were hanging around as we were recording. Also, there is the Cool Kids Club, our group me chat, which is, it's, it's the coolest. I mean, it's in the name. That's what it is. Uh, also, ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. We still have all the SFB12 stuff, because that's, that's what we were in now, right? Right, yes. SFB12. We also have our Sunday series, which is a fish-style version of some things you might see on a normal Sunday about the stuff we're talking about in no trademarked fashion and all the other dab network shows trade addicts junkies timeline get real all that stuff and every single penny goes to fantasy cares we keep nothing it all goes straight to them you get cool stuff kids will get stuff for the holidays everybody wins but really we're all winners in my heart always always <laughs> god i need to go to bed night everybody Thank you, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS family of podcasts, and a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time. On the trade attic Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya.